Welcome to Elevate, the podcast where we dissect exceptional achievers who are consistently raising the bar personally and professionally to produce extraordinary results in investment real estate and ultimately in their lives. Now, here's your host, Tyler Chesser. Elevate Nation, welcome back. This is Tyler Chesser. I'm so thankful to have you here, and I'm blessed and grateful to be sitting here with my friend, Stephen Pesavento. Stephen, how are you, sir? I am doing amazing, Tyler. It's so good to see you again, and I'm so proud that you're serving people through this awesome podcast. Well, you know what? Uh, you're, you are an inspiration in that regard for sure, and you're doing great things. So uh, definitely excited to dive into our conversation today. Excited to introduce you to Elevate Nation, and that's what I'm going to do here just in a minute. Uh, and before we do that, I want to welcome Elevate Nation back to the show because we're definitely going to be taking it to another level today. I have no doubt you are very uh, in for very much in for a treat with Stephen today. And I want to welcome you back to the show where our mission is to identify and apply how the best of the best raise the bar personally and professionally to achieve greatness in real estate and beyond. And the word that's key there is apply. You know, we identify, but then we take action. And it's so important for us to realize, you know, when I talk at the end of the show, you know, you should replay this, you should take notes, you should take action, you have to take massive action for this to really, uh, you know, be the actual power that it can be in your life. And this is a masterclass for leaders, and those looking to achieve uncommon results and purposeful outcomes through real estate investing and ultimately in their lives, because we all know that real estate is the vehicle towards creating the outcome that you want in your life. And if you appreciate what we're doing on the show, we'd appreciate if you subscribe to the show, you gave us a rating, a five-star review. You know, those all help us because our mission is to reach this message to millions and millions of people uh, who can achieve fulfillment through the process that we're talking here. And, and with that said, I want to dive in and I want to introduce you to Mr. Stephen Festivento. Uh, he is the host of the Investor Mindset Podcast, which if you haven't checked out his show, it is absolutely fantastic. And he's also an investor who's flipped over 150 homes within his first two years in the business. Based out of Denver, Colorado, he manages teams out of state and in the Southeast and Midwest regions. Throughout his show, he hosts, you know, he, he, it really is on tops on the podcast charts. In fact, you know, it's in the top 1,000 podcasts in the entire world, over 700,000 podcasts out there. So it's definitely an extremely quality show. And I was blessed to be uh, you know, interviewed there. And actually, it was the, my favorite number, number 23. It was episode number 23. So if you want to check that out, take a look there. Um, and through the Investor Mindset uh, Members Club community, investors focus on personal and business growth unite around the belief that investing in yourself leads to the biggest ROI, which we totally resonate with here on Elevate. And through modeling others, he was able to escape the corporate grind of management consulting by focusing on building better beliefs, better habits, and taking better action. So you can also learn more, and we'll talk more about this later in the show and also in the show notes, but you can learn more at theinvestormindset.com, the tools and strategies of the nation's top investors, and you can subscribe to the show there. So, so Stephen, um, you know, we've got... Uh, Obviously, there's so much more that can be said about you, and I'm really looking forward to diving into that. So tell us more about Stephen behind the bio. Yeah. So first off, thanks for having me on. I'm super excited. The Investor Mindset podcast has been so much fun. And episode 23, which you're going to throw in the show notes for everybody, has got you. And so really dove into some of your background. But for myself, you know, I, I got started in real estate you know, just about three years ago. So I'm fairly new to the game, have done, you know, just over 200 deals in that short amount of time. But there's a real specific reason why I was able to grow that quickly. And it's the same reason that you have, Tyler. It's the same reason that all the listeners are drawn into this. It's because of the power of personal development, the power of investing in yourself, because you end up getting the biggest ROI, because it's the one that you keep getting over and over again. And so, you know, I'm just a normal guy, just like you. I just happen to have become obsessed with studying how really smart, successful people live their life. And I've actually applied it. And that's the biggest thing. Application uh, is the key because knowledge without actually doing something, you know, it's a waste of time. There's no reason to listen to this podcast if at the end of it, you don't think to yourself, hey, I want to change the way I'm thinking about something. I want to take some action. I want to do something. 
And so that's really kind of what I've been all about. But I'll pass it back to you for, you know, any specific questions on, uh, on me or who I am. No, I mean, I think it's, it's really great for you to highlight again about how key application is, you know, because like Napoleon Hill said, you know, knowledge is not necessarily power. Knowledge is only potential power. It becomes real power when you take action. So, uh, you know, one thing that I am really curious about you is, and obviously you mentioned 200 deals in three years. I mean, that's absolutely phenomenal. And, you know, most people, it takes them three years to take action on, on one deal. Uh, or, you know, kind of fumble their way through, you know, a couple. And so, you know, we're not criticizing anyone for that, but it is, it's, it is definitely a distinction that I see as someone who does take massive action. Was there a moment in your life that you really kind of drew a line in the sand and said, look, I'm going to do whatever it takes to live this uncommon life? Uh, or was it a process that got you there? Or how did that work for you? Well, well, here's the truth. I haven't really talked a lot about the details of this story, but it's, it's kind of one of those moments where my life changed dramatically for about two and a half years, almost, almost three. I had these super debilitating headaches. They were migraine style headaches that were caused by, by just extreme tension. And it was, it was extremely painful. Like I was working in management consulting. I left, I started working in tech. I was working at these startups and I was just grinding. And the most important part, the thing that I realized was, you know, I was trying to be something or be a version of myself that I thought others needed me to be. And I didn't know that at the time, but I was stuck in this stress, grind, stress, grind type of mentality. And I was in massive pain. And so that pain really caused me to start searching, searching for an answer, searching for a way that how could I alleviate this? You know, and I don't know if any of the listeners have ever had serious back pain or had some kind of injury that's chronic, that's lasted a long time. But I thought, I thought my life was over. I thought, well, maybe I have to be a truck driver or something where I don't have to think cognitively because, you know, just trying to use my mind was, it was pretty tough for a while. But as I was searching, I stumbled onto personal development because I tried all of these different medical things, massage, acupuncture, and nothing was working. But as I started diving in and understanding the power of what was going on within my mind, um, it ended up unleashing, you know, this whole new side of me where I was seeing my true potential and actually starting to execute and push myself in that direction. And, you know, through this discovery, I ended up shutting down one of the startups I was working on right before we were about to start raising some serious funding. Um, but we all walked away because I just realized like, life's got to mean something more than just going after the money. And now as real estate investors, we're going to make a ton, a ton of money in our lifetimes, as long as we're out doing the right things. But as I was on that journey, I started discovering different things about myself, which is some of the stuff we definitely talk about in the investor mindset. But I had this spiritual moment and I wasn't a big spiritual guy, you know, raised Christian, but wasn't a real um, active participant in the church. But I had this spiritual healer who happened to come in my life um, at this time, and he sat down and he did this exercise with me. He did, it was multiple energetic healings, and it sounds frou-frou and it sounds crazy, but what was insane afterwards was that he told me, this is what the problem that you were dealing with, and, and I've just cleared it all up. And what it all came down to was just getting myself in alignment with, with what my mind and my soul needed, and it sounds crazy. I'm telling you guys, like, I'm not, I was not the guy who was talking in this kind of a, this kind of a form, but afterwards it ended up unleashing my true potential. And that's when I started the real estate business within two months of having that experience. I fired all of my clients. I quit doing what I was doing at the time, which was managing web projects remotely. And I started on this path into real estate and I didn't know what the heck I was doing. I didn't have any money necessarily to put into it. But I knew that I had to burn the boats and go after it. And I made a decision and I felt confident in it because I had cleared up all of this negative energy with inside me. And that's the reason why in my first year, I was able to go out and, you know, buy and flip 75 houses in two different states while living remotely it was because I had got super clear on who I was going to be and why that was critically important to me. So that's the big takeaway. We need to understand our purpose and most importantly, how are we going to be? And you can go out into the world and start creating some amazing things. But when you have 
that lack of clarity, when you're focused in too many directions, when you're doing things for the wrong reasons, it ends up being like, you know, your feet are stuck in the mud. Like a big anchor is just put down and you're just stuck. And thank God I had that experience with this, with this guy who did some just crazy stuff and opened my eyes to a whole new world. Are you someone who is looking to seriously elevate your life this year? I mean, now, because I want to let you know that I am currently opening up a few coaching spots for people like you who want to close the gap from where you are to where you want to be. And I want to invite you to visit coachwithtyler.com. Again, that's coachwithtyler.com. I have to tell you, this is not for everyone. This is only for those who are defiantly committed, those who are decisive, those who are coachable, those who are resourceful. They're willing to do whatever it takes. They're willing to sacrifice time, energy, and invest resources into themselves to get to where they want to be, to live life at the highest level, and to elevate to a life without limits, exactly what we talked about on this show. If that is you, I invite you to visit coachwithtyler.com. Again, that's coachwithtyler.com. How interesting that um, it seemed like your perhaps misalignment of who you're acting to be at the time kind of manifested itself into perpetual and as you mentioned, debilitating headaches, right? Um, most yeah. people, most people maybe feel slight, you know, misalignment in their life, but it doesn't kind of result in that physical pain. What would you say to those who are, you know, maybe they feel like something isn't right in their life, but it's not showing up in that kind of a, as drastic of a way? Yeah, so I was fortunate. I'm grateful that I went through that much pain because, you know, when you're talking on a one to 10 scale, you know, four was the minimum. That was every day was a four up to seven. You know, you can't even think. I was grateful that I was in that much pain because when you're in pain, you will do anything to get out of it. So I am, thank God that it was awful because it forced me very quickly, as quickly as I could to get out of that. Now, for those people who don't have that much, you know, you're not feeling that much physical pain, maybe you have some mental or emotional pain, maybe you're feeling some tightness, some stress in your body, there's different cues that your body is telling you that something isn't right. You know, if you're feeling anxious or you're cycling on a thought, there's a lot of different things that as you start learning, and this is a process, it takes years to get good at, but you start noticing and start really understanding who you are, what are these little cues in your body and what does that mean? And so an example would be, you know, think about a time when you were really worried, when you were worried maybe that you weren't going to pay your bills or, you know, worried about how the conversation's going to go when you go and talk to this seller or this client, or maybe even go talk to this girl or guy if you're talking about a date. You know, that feeling inside that fear or that anticipation, that uncertainty, well, that's just an example of a feeling that you can start noticing and that in itself is a cue to the emotions that are going on. And so the more that you can start noticing, having some mindfulness, noticing those emotions, the more that you can start cueing in and understand, oh, well, hey, why am I feeling that way? What's the impact of that? What does that mean? Does it mean that I need to do something different? Or does it mean that I really have to reach inside myself and change my way of thinking? And this is so critical for business owners. It's so critical for real estate investors. It's so critical for entrepreneurs because the difference between the people who succeed versus the people who fail are the people who are able to get alignment with their, with their emotions so that they can start getting the physical energy to get up and work like a mad person on something that they're really passionate about and make sure that when they're putting in that effort, they're putting it in on something that really matters to them because that ends up being fuel. And that's the reason why, you know, some of the most successful people in the world are absolutely obsessed with what they're doing. It's because they found a way to get in some real serious alignment. And that as soon as they get out of alignment, they've noticed within their bodies, within their minds, well, hey, I think something's off here. I've got to get redirected. And so we can model that ourselves and, and do it too. I love it. Um, and going back to when you were able to discover this alignment yourself, what was it that led you to real estate and how did that outcome uh, match up with the alignment that you experienced to that spiritual event? Yeah. And so what's cool about that event was that it happened in a moment, but it was all of those, all of those learnings over years that led up to that moment being the moment that I 
physically decided to drop all of the pain. And there was definitely some coaching with a mind coach afterwards to kind of work and really set in some of these new beliefs, these new thoughts into place. But for me, real estate was one of those things. It's kind of like, you know, that little nagging, uh, you know, angel or devil on your shoulder that keeps saying, Hey, well, you should go and do this. You should go and do this. And, but for so long, you know, since I was a little kid, even I had dreamed about either being a chef like Emeril Lagasse or renovating houses like Bob Vila. And I sat and watched Food Network and I watched HGTV and BBS and just soaked in all of this, you know, these people. And I just thought that's the life. But fortunately, I started working in kitchens when I was 13 or 14. And by the age 20, I realized this is not the lifestyle that I'm going after. I don't want to work in this environment. Now, maybe I want to own a restaurant at some point, but I don't want to be the person in the back. Even though that was something that energized me, I could hit that flow state. It wasn't the lifestyle I wanted to create. But real estate was one of those that can create that lifestyle. But for some reason, I kept believing. And I don't know if any of the listeners, any of you guys, can relate to this, but you ever had that feeling where you just feel like this is the direction that I'm supposed to go, but yeah. I just don't feel like I'm there yet, or I don't feel like I have, I can do it. Or maybe I don't come from that background or I don't come from money or I don't have, I don't know any mentors who are actually doing this successfully. And so I was living within that state of, you know, limiting beliefs on what I was capable of until finally I had that moment where I made some big changes and I realized because I was really listening to myself and, uh, and what was going on internally, that when that idea came back into my head, as it did every two or three, four months, every time I talked to or heard about real estate, you know, you know how it goes. Um, when I had that moment of it coming back in, I was open to realizing like, oh, snap, this is it. This is where I'm supposed to be focused my energy on. This is what I'm supposed to be doing. And baby, let's do it. And let's really do it and let's go after it with everything we have. That's amazing. Yeah. And I, I, I think um, one thing that sticks out to me is that your intuition, your gut, your infinite intelligence sometimes knows a lot more than you know. So if your gut is saying, hey, you know what, this feels right, there's probably something there and it's something to listen to, something to pay attention to and something to dive into deeper. Uh, because it sounds like, you know, during that process, it didn't really make a ton of sense as to why the alignment was fully there but you trusted that intuition and you felt you followed through with that. And, and obviously the results are showing uh, that you've made the right decision. You continue to go in that direction. So I think it is a, it's a good takeaway for all the listeners to say, Hey, you know what? I may not know the reason for the feeling of alignment here, but I can still make that decision. I can still trust that intuition uh, will take me where I need to go. So I think that's uh, that's a great, great takeaway. And so Steven, I wanted to uh, transition slightly and I wanted to kind of fast forward. Um, in terms of what you're doing today, obviously, you're continuing to raise the bar significantly in what you're doing with the podcast. You're raising the bar significantly in what you're doing uh, with Von Bench Homes. And so I'd love to know, you know, what's an example of, you know, one or two ways that you've really kind of raised the bar and challenged yourself to continue to push those limits and those boundaries uh, recently? Yeah. So I think in any business or any endeavor, you're going to run into these points where you feel like you've kind of plateaued, you know, yep. you're, you're growing up to a certain point and then you feel like you're kind of stagnant for a little while. And to your old self, to the self a year ago, two years ago, five years ago, you're performing beyond any expectation that you could ever imagine. But in that current feeling, ah, it just feels like this is more of the same. So there's been a few times where as we've grown, I've felt that way, you know, and, and just being able to recognize it and the faster we can move through that, that feeling of, okay, well, this is where we're at right now to how do we get where we want to go has been a great experience. And one of the big ones for us in our business has been that we were focused solely on volume uh, for quite a while. And in the recent, you know, the recent six to 12 months, we've made a shift in our flipping and wholesaling business to being focused truly just based on how do we do the biggest, most profitable deals and maybe only take down a few of the smaller deals along the way. And so that shift for us has been great because, you know, rather than sending 100,000 mailers a month, which we had been doing for quite a while and doing, you know, 10, 15 deals 
a month during peak season, we've been focusing on almost receiving the same amount of bottom line um, profit that we were receiving, you know, only doing three or four, maybe five deals a month now. And honestly, it's a lot better from a lifestyle perspective. And the other big thing that it opened up was the potential to really invest into the Investor Mindset Members Club. You know, we've built this phenomenal podcast of people who are really committed to, you know, their own personal growth and believe in this value that investing yourself leads to the biggest ROI. And through that, you know, we have a, a phenomenal community, but honestly being able to make money in real estate and then invest back that time in something that's really fulfilling has made me feel like I've elevated my life to a whole nother level. And so that's really where our focus is going. You know, we're going to continue to, to do these real estate deals and continue to make a great income, continue to help people in our markets, uh, while also focusing on how can we help other people reach their full potential? How can we help people break through some of those limiting beliefs, those things that are really holding them back, you know, on through one-on-one -on -one coaching, but also through our group coaching um, and mastermind program. So it's been a lot of fun because honestly, it's way more fulfilling to go and do a couple deals there, even if I'm not making quite as much revenue as I might make in the wholesaling business. And then one area that we're, we're really focused on is, you know, right in line with what you do, you know, seeing the opportunity to how do we take a lot of this income that we have that's short-term flipping income, that's uh, short-term revenue, and how do we invest it back into something that's going to pay us out for the long run? Because one of my values from the beginning, I've been a big fan and follower of, of Tim Ferriss and this whole idea of lifestyle design and building passive income streams. And even if, you know, in my current business, it's fairly active, you know, being able to take that income and then work with other partners that we've trusted to raise capital and go work with other operating partners to invest that money in long-term deals that just keep paying us out, you know, on a consistent basis. So that's been our big shift. And it's a real mindset shift from going from this, you know, I'm going to take over the world and buy every house I possibly can to, I'm going to buy as many houses as I can while making sure that I make the maximum profit so that I can really set myself up for the long term the way that I really want to and so that my people can. I love it. I mean, there's a lot of, uh, there's a lot of wisdom there. And there's also a lot of humility that you have to express in terms of making those type of course corrections in your business. Because, you know, you, you look back and you say, hey, you know what, we made these decisions and we went in this direction. However, moving forward, maybe to support our best outcomes, we need to make a course correction. You know, we need to focus on perhaps less volume, but perhaps, you know, in improving our return on investment per deal or whatever it may be. And also, you know, just talking about, you know, so many of the different things that you've talked about here is as you get more successful in your kind of your main revenue driver, you've got to be thinking about, well, how, how is this supporting my life? And how is this supporting, you know, what I want my day to day to look like? And thinking about long term investing is so important. And, you know, one of the sort of the core tenets of Elevate is all about, you know, why we love real estate is because it's this thing that can build this long term life. Uh, that we're really after. And so I really love that. And I uh, appreciate you giving us a look in there. And obviously, all the things you're doing with the podcast is, is so substantial. Um, but you know, beyond that, one of the things you did talk about, obviously, as we talked about, kind of shifting away from volume, and you, you, you kind of said no to a, a former strategy that you had, and adjusted that. Tell me about some other things. And, and I always say this, because I really am asking this selfishly, like, I really want to know, you know, what are you saying no to and, and how? I mean, do you have any tactics to how you decline things that, you know, they may be either profitable or they may serve one end, but it doesn't serve a new end that you're looking to accomplish? Yeah, absolutely. I mean, the big thing is what matters most is what you say no to because there's going to be a million opportunities and it's really hard sometimes. And at first, when you're getting started, you need to say yes to everything because you need to have those opportunities to try before you buy, to really get some experience out there. But you need to still make sure that your word means something. And when you say yes, you're going to actually do it. But for me, what I found was that I was getting to the point where, you know, I had four businesses that were all running that were, were, similar, but different. And I'd got away from this core value of mine, which is, you know, focusing on one or two things. You know, the, the author, uh, Gary Keller and Jay Papazan of the one thing, 
you know, interviewed him on the podcast. And for 10 years, he's been living this one thing since that book came out. And uh, it was phenomenal to talk with him because when you really can embody this level of focus, when you can really embody this, I'm going to focus in this direction and these are going to be the things that I'm going to put my effort into, you can really accomplish some pretty incredible things, but it requires you to say no to quite a bit along the way. And so I think what one strategy, and it's a high level strategy, but we can get you know, much deeper. And I'll share, uh, I'll share a link for people if they want to jump into this quick little masterclass where I dive deeper into it, totally free, just on the website. You just you know, head over there. You can watch a video. Um, I think it's theinvestormindset.com slash values. So head over there and we're, we'll dive deeper into this. But I'll share with you right now that one of the most important things is to figure out what it is that you want, right? So we're going to start with this process. You've all heard of it. What, why, how? or why, what, how, depending on the order you're talking about. But what I want you guys to do is go to those goals that you have. I want you, which are the what, and I want you to think about, well, what is it that I want? And I want you to get extremely clear on what is it that you want? Because if you say, I want to make more money, great, here's a dollar, you know, get out of here, scram. But if you say, I want to make $100,000 this year through XYZ, or I want to make $100,000 independent, profit in my business that goes into my bank account. Great. Now we've got, we've got something we can work with. It's specific. We've got a time attached to it, but here's where it really gets powerful. And here's where it becomes easy to say no is where you can get really clear on your purpose. And we hear a lot about this. We hear a lot about the power of why in my favorite stack of books behind me, I've start with why from Simon Sinek. And at the, at the baseline of this, we've all heard of it. And a lot of you guys, a lot of listeners here are thinking, well, oh, well, I know my why. It's because of my family or it's because of my kids. Look, there's a picture of them on this slide at a real estate conference. Well, I just want to tell you that I think that's great, but that's not good enough. That's good enough for you to just kind of be, you know, half-assing it through life. And I think that's where a lot of us start from because we just don't know how much deeper we can go. And for a lot of people, when they point to the picture, they know what's below the surface. They're just not sharing with you, but some people don't. And so if you happen to fall into that category, I know I did for quite a while, you got to get even deeper into what that purpose is going to do for you. And so a couple questions you can ask yourself, you know, we talked about what it is that you want. Now we're going to talk about why you want it. Why is that important to you? What is that going to provide to you? And I encourage you guys to hit pause um, or go back and listen to this section, make a little a note that you want to come back to this minute and go through and pause the tape each time I ask a question and answer it for yourself on one of these goals. But you're going to ask yourself, well, why is this important to me? What is it going to do for me? What is the impact going to be on my life? How is it going to impact other people? So when we can talk about what it's going to do for ourselves, we can create some really powerful energy. But when we can talk about how it's going to impact someone else, someone else specific, it can be even stronger. So this is where thinking about the wife and kids can be really, really strong. But then we want to think about how it can impact many people. So attaching it maybe to the universe or, you know, if you're a Christian to God or uh, to, you know, your community where we can make it bigger than just our family, because at some point, at some point, we need to be thinking about more than just what's in our own little corner. So when we can get really clear on some of these things, what the impact is, then what I want you to do, and this is an extremely important piece, and it's frankly a piece that I think most people are missing from getting connected to their, their goals and their purpose, is getting emotionally attached to it. So I want you to close your eyes. I want you to write things down. I want you to, you know, make this list of all of the things that are going to be so great, that are going to feel great, how you're going to feel, how you're going to be, how you're going to be being this, this person that has accomplished this thing, that has accomplished this goal, this outcome in your life. But here's where it goes even 10x better. I want you to start thinking about what you're not going to have if you don't if it doesn't happen, what you're going to lose out on, what those people that were important to you are going to lose out on, what your community is going to lose out on. I want you to get, use that 
pain, that negative energy, that negative emotion, I want you to make it super strong. I want you to make it so strong that it's stronger than the headaches and the pain that I was dealing with that we talked about earlier in this episode. I want you to almost cry or want to break things. When you think about not being able to provide for your family in the way that, that you visioned, and when you can get emotionally connected on this level to the, both the pleasure of how it's going to be and the pain of not getting it, it's almost a foregone conclusion that you're going to do what is necessary on to achieve the what. And so I know I went on for a little bit there, but I hope this is powerful. But more importantly, I hope that you actually do it. Because listening to what we just talked about is one step towards changing your thoughts and beliefs. But by actually taking action and writing some of these things down, even just one time, it's going to increase it by five or tenfold. And if you do it over and over again, you start building a habit, which will create long-term transformation and change. I love it. And, you know, what we're really talking about here, and, and I really appreciate you going through this, is, you know, very similar to kind of the Dickens process that that Tony Robbins is is so fond of and and uh, really kind of walks through a lot of his, you know, followers and such. Uh, and, it, and it's such a powerful thing. You've got to be thinking about what it, what inspires you, what's drawing you, and then also, you know, what's the stick? What's the carrot and the stick? You know, what, what do you want to avoid? And so I do think it's so important. And as it relates to saying no, it, it sounds like, you know, you just get so clear on your goals that you know what doesn't serve that end. Is that correct? That's exactly it. So you had to bring it full circle is that by getting clear on the what and the why, it's pretty easy to say no to anything that doesn't meet it. Because if you're going to spend time on something that doesn't get you to your outcome, and now you know the emotional reasons on why it's important, it becomes easy, almost automatic for you to say, nope, that's not a fit. Or, oh, yeah, this could be a fit. Now let me evaluate and see if it actually is going to be the best, uh, the best use of my time to move forward. I love it. I couldn't have said it better myself. And it's, it's so important. It's just to have clarity on your vision, clarity on what you're looking to accomplish and the, you know, the vision that you have for your life. One of the biggest things there that I think is such a key takeaway and I highly want to just echo what Steven said in terms of play that over again, because there's so much value is to, you know, you got to make sure that you've got to tie the emotions into this, you know, the positive and the negatives, you know, what is it that you want to feel like and who do you want to be? and step into that person uh, because it's so, so important. And just reminding yourself on a consistent basis when you are making decisions of how you're spending your time, is this serving that person that you wanted to be? Is this creating who you said that you were committing to become? And so uh, I just think that's so, so key and so important. And I really appreciate you diving into that. Uh, Steven, tell me a little bit about you yourself and, and habits. I'd be curious to know, you know, beyond some of the mainstream stuff that most most folks talk about in terms of, you know, their morning routine and such. I'd be curious to know, um, you know, what are what, what's one or two, you know, keystone habits that you would say really kind of set you up to create this uncommon life that you're designing? Uh, such a key question. And even though it's a question that is so often talked about, habits are so key because habits are, are just the programming that make us run on automatic every single day. So it's so critical that we're intentional about the habits that we have because no matter what, our whole life is run by habits. So some of the habits that I have put as some of the most important things for me to do, they do fall into a little bit of a morning routine. They also fall into an afternoon routine, a night routine things that I'm, I'm committed to thinking and believing. And so one example of that is, you know, every single day, you know, at some point during the day, usually it's first thing, I focus first on meditation. I spend some time meditating or doing some kind of mind work, hip, hip, hypnotherapy, other things like that to really get my mind to a place where I'm starting to be able to be mindful and notice my thoughts coming through, which really mm -hmm. help with all the stuff we've been talking about thus far. Then of course I focus at least 10 minutes a day on movement. Now, most of the time it's 30 minutes to an hour, maybe it's more, but I commit to myself as a standard that I'm gonna move for 10 minutes every single day. And by moving for 10 minutes, I automatically, at the very least, I go for a little run before I go to bed for 10 minutes, but most of the time I am you know, moving for much longer. And once you get out and start doing it, it's easier to keep that going. But then 
the third thing I do is I focus some of my time on mindset. So I listen or read something for 30 minutes to an hour. Sometimes it's a program. Uh, sometimes it's a podcast. Sometimes I'm reading a book, like one of my favorites behind me, The Go-Giver. I'm rereading again this year as I do every year. Um, and then finally, I sit down and I do my morning minutes, which I focus on 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 some gratitudes for the day, some things that are really important. But I feel those gratitude so that I'm really putting myself into a state before I get into work of the things that are really great. I journal some negative thoughts, some positive thoughts, some feelings that are coming up. And then I sit and I review the things that are most important to me. I review my vision for each of the different life categories that I have from health to fitness, to, to business, to personal to everything in between, the things that are most important, there's goals underneath all of those, but there's a vision and a purpose for each. And I really soak that in. I feel it. I feel myself as if it's already there. I visualize it. And then I sit down and I map out my whole day. I map out the things that are most important. This podcast is on my list today. I usually try to go in groups of three. So the most important three things that I know I must accomplish, those are the things that I'm going to focus on first. And I schedule it on my calendar. And then when I dive into the workday, boom, I'm ready to go. It's like, I know what I'm going to do. Even if I might get distracted along the way, I know the core things that I need to come back to. And when I finish the day, I'm able to look at that list and say, hey, did I accomplish the most important things? Am I living to the values that are most important? And then I spend a little bit of time at the end of the day, really taking in and and feeling some of these beliefs and some of these thoughts that I really want to install. And so I get myself in the right state. I get all energized up. And then I start just working through these. You know, one example of that, which I walked through in a recent episode, is this process of moving from overwhelm to feeling certainty. So, you know, something I was noticing was that I was feeling a lot of overwhelm because I had a, a million things on my to-do list. I had a million things that I was focusing on and I wasn't focused on outcomes. So I ended up just sitting down and figuring out, well, what is the thought and the belief that I want to install? And I realized for me, it was that overwhelm is actually just an action signal that I'm overchunked, that I have too much in my brain. And so then now, whenever I feel overwhelmed, I acknowledge it. And then I go and I take all that stuff out of my brain. I organize it on paper and I prioritize and plan it. But I have a number of different things like be the example, start now, leaders are decisive, um, that I'm, you know, I am courageous, that I'm installing in myself so that I'm living with these beliefs. And the more that I do that, the, the better that I'm feeling on a regular basis. That's excellent. I really appreciate you sharing the details of the morning and the evening. You know, one of the things, not enough people, I think, have that evening routine in terms of what does that look like? You know, many people, you know, in our kind of world and in our universe, so to speak, you know, are doing a lot of the morning routine rituals that we talk about, which are so important, and they do set you up for success. They create that momentum. It's like what we talked about early, you know, if you invest, the best return is what you invest in yourself. And that's really time and attention and, you know, awareness into focusing and investing in yourself. Um, but, you know, what you talked about here in terms of the kind of your nighttime routine, I thought was super uh, poignant and a great takeaway. I love the thought of installing the thoughts and beliefs that you really intentionally want to create in your life. And so doing that on a daily basis is, I mean, give, give me an example of, you know, what, what would tonight's uh, belief that you would like to install in your own life? If you've thought about that at all, or if you, if you had to kind of come off, you know, off the cuff on that one, what would you be installing this evening? Well, I'm usually installing the same thoughts and beliefs over and over mm -hmm. until they become a habit. I'm usually doing that on a monthly basis and I'm continuing to install the same ones over and over. So for January, I was really focused on obstacles make me stronger. I was really focused on uh, that overwhelm is an action signal. I was really focused on start now, meaning when I feel that I know I need to do something, that within, within that moment, I say to myself, start now, start now, start now. And then I can't stop until I actually do it to so just break through that habit of procrastination, you know? And so 
you know, this month it's changed. It's different. Of course, I'm still installing a few of those that I think need some more work um, and keeping them the ones that don't, you know, in rotation so that I'm still looking at that. But you can do that throughout the day. And it's more of just a check-in at the end of the day to say, am I living with this, this mm -hmm. value? Am I living with this belief? You know, am I being the example to inspire others? You know, am I recognizing that this is the last moment that is ever right now and I might as well enjoy it? Or am I staying in a state of worry or anxiety or grief or whatever it might be? Um, and I'm just trying to be intentional about it. And to be clear, like, I'm not perfect. There's yeah. times where I have bad days that I don't accomplish anything. There's times where I have bad moments where it takes me longer to come out of it. But what I've noticed is by practicing some of this stuff with intention, by installing the thoughts and beliefs that I want to have, it leads me to taking the right actions consistently so that I can do the right things and be the kind of person that I want to be. I think it's just a really great takeaway because, you know, another one of the reasons why I think it's so powerful and it's something that I'll take away from our discussion today is when you go to bed, you know, after you've focused on an empowering installation of a belief and you're cultivating the identity that you want to create, your subconscious mind then goes to work while you sleep on that. And it starts mm -hmm. to uh, anchor into the cells of your body. And, and uh, I just think it's so so important and such a takeaway that uh, really most of our listeners can implement immediately and, you know, create a monthly thought or a belief that you want to install within your own life and focus on that on a, you know, on a consistent basis and just, you know, spend some time and thought on that. And how can I do that? And, and let your subconscious mind go to work and let it do the heavy lifting. So I think that is such a great takeaway. I really appreciate you sharing that. Um, I want to transition just slightly. We've only got a few minutes to go. Unfortunately, um, it's been such a fun, fun uh, time to, to discuss with you, Stephen. And I'd love to know, you know, we talked a little bit about purpose earlier. Um, what would you say is the overall driving force behind what you do? The overall driving force for me is that I really want to continue to live the best life that I can live every day. And so by going out and making it about other people, by living a life worth inspiring others, I know that I am myself going to live the life that I could live the best that I possibly can. You know, I'm not going to be perfect and neither should anyone else. And I'm a, a, you know, a recovering perfectionist, if you will, always trying to break that habit because it's one that is just an anchor that holds us back. So what I'm really out here doing and what I just want to be an example of is that if he can do it, I can do it. If she can do it, I can do it. If they can do it, I can do it. Because at the end of the day, from 99% of things, if someone else is succeeding at doing something, you can follow in their footsteps, learn what they're doing, apply it yourself, start living to some of those values and create a life of your own that might model some of those things. Now that doesn't mean you're going to be that person. You're going to need to be yourself, but you can start doing the things that are actually going to kind of get you there by just learning and being intentional. It's huge. It's huge. And, um, you know, I wanted to just make a mention of, you know, one of my heroes, uh, Kobe Bryant recently passed away and I was so, so terribly saddened by this. And I was so surprised at how saddened I was, um, by his passing. But, you know, I, I, I you know, I wanted to kind of go back and dig into, you know, just some of the things that he meant to me as a person. And one of the things he mentioned is that to him, greatness was inspiring others to realize that they can do anything that they want to do in their own lives. And, you know, they can squeeze every ounce of talent and skill that they have out of themselves. And so it just aligns, you know, and similar to what you're saying is that, you know what, you know, your driving force is to show others that, you know, they can live a life uh, that they want to live and that they can do anything that they want to do. And they don't, you know, they don't have to put someone else on a pedestal and think that they have the tools that they don't have. Anybody can do that. So that really resonated with me. And I uh, just want to acknowledge you for that. And, but I just have to say something on that. Here's the truth, guys. If you're listening to this right now, this might be the last time you ever see any of us it might be the last time for yourself. Colby didn't know when he woke up that morning that that was going to be the last time that he got to see his wife and his other kids and vice versa. And so we got to cherish the moments that we have with the people that we care about. We got to appreciate where we're at right now. And it's such a shame to live another moment in a life that you're not enjoying, to stay 
in a state of mind that isn't serving you. And so I strongly encourage you, if you can take anything away from this, is that go out and do something great. Like start now, right this second, because guess what? You don't know if this is going to be your last moment. So you might as well enjoy it as if it is. And that doesn't mean go out and party. That means live to the values that you think are important in your life and just do it every day. So just a little PSA for people, because truly, like, you don't know. And when we lose somebody that's really famous and great like that, it's such a reminder that this is happening to people every single day. And most people aren't thinking about it. And so use this person's loss, this death, as just a reminder to go out and, and do something meaningful. Do something great. Start today. I could not have said it better myself. And we've all got to challenge ourselves to overcome our limiting belief, overcome our fears, our doubts, our insecurities, and start now because tomorrow's not promised. So uh, that's phenomenal and very, very well said and a great reminder for all of us. Uh, and so with that said, I want to transition into our rare air questionnaire, which is our rapid fire section. And really what it's all about is about scaling that mountaintop. It's about, you know, reaching that peak and then looking across the valley and saying, look, there's five more peaks over there for me. And I want to scale all of those as well, because Elevate Nation, we're all about, you know, pushing those boundaries, you know, raising that bar, expanding beyond our limits that we, you know, set for ourselves or we believed we had yesterday. And so with that said, I'd love to know, you know, you've got a beautiful stack of books behind you. I'd be curious to know, uh, you know, what's one or two books that have been the most impactful for you in your life? It's hard to say which book has been most impactful for sure. It's, it's, it's impossible for me to say, but two that really stand out to me right now, one changed my life forever. It was the four hour work week from Tim Ferriss, because it set me out on this belief that life can be different, that maybe there's a different path that I can take, that I don't have to go the corporate route, even though while I learned it, while I was reading it, I was on the corporate path or heck, I was in college at the time, but I ended up going the corporate path and reread it. And it changed a lot of things for me. But the other one that I think is really big is the go giver. And this book is a fictional story but with a really powerful message. And what it's all about is this idea of the greatness that comes from going out and doing meaningful things to people and for people in the world. And I really encourage you guys to go and listen to it on Audible. Go and read it if you're a reader and just soak it in because life is so much better when you're doing things without expecting something in return. And the truth is things will come in return just by going out and living a life worth living. That's awesome. And uh, I have to admit, you know, I, I just if for the for the uh, watchers who are looking at YouTube, we both have the book in our office right now. And I actually <laughs> haven't read it yet. I was given it uh, recently by a friend. And so that's a that's a good reminder for me to move that up to the to the top of the stack. So appreciate you sharing that. And then also just really quickly on the four hour work week, I remember when I read that book originally, it kind of threw my world into a frenzy because it was, you know, it really challenged so many of the beliefs that I had. And that's one of the things I love about books, especially those type of books is it changes your thinking and it challenges, you know, deeply held beliefs that you may have that may or may not be serving uh, your outcome. So really appreciate you sharing that. And uh, I'd love to know also, um, you know, just with, you know, obviously you're doing so many things in terms of serving others in so many different capacities, but I'd love to know, you know, what's the biggest way that you elevate others around you? The biggest way that I elevate others is by going out and being that inspiration, being able to show people what's possible and how, if they believe it, they can make it true. If they see someone else doing it, they can learn how to do it themselves. And so that's just one of the ways that I'm doing it. And then through being able to share some of the strategies about how to actually go and do that, it's been really fulfilling to see people go out and make tens of thousands of dollars that they never believed they could, to go out and break through some of these limiting beliefs that have been holding them back for decades and be able to see those changes happen live it's, it's probably the best service I could ever offer to anybody. And, you know, I hope that some of you guys took something valuable away from this conversation right here, because mentorship doesn't have to be one-on-one. -on -one. It's in every single book and every single podcast and every opportunity you listen to a conversation or sit with somebody, you have an opportunity to learn. And, uh, 
you know, that's one of the ways that I serve people. Well, we've all learned so, so much. Um, you know, Stephen, this has been an absolute pleasure. Do you have any uh, parting words of wisdom that you would embark upon our audience here? Yeah, the biggest, the biggest thing that I want to leave people with is to go out and live a life worth inspiring others. And to do that, you got to take action. And to do that, you got to change the thoughts and beliefs so that you actually start taking the right actions in your life. So I encourage you guys to put this into practice, to go out and start applying some of these thoughts that we shared on this podcast. And I really do encourage you guys, go take advantage of the free masterclass, you know, at theinvestormindset.com slash values. It's totally free. And I know that you're going to get a lot from it because I've had a lot, a lot of people have reached out and said, hey, you know, that changed my life. And so it could change yours. Steven, tell the listeners how they can follow you and stay engaged with you along this journey. Yep. So you can follow me personally on Instagram at steven.pesavento. Uh, if you want just straight up investor mindset content at investor mindset, I encourage you guys to go there. We're also on YouTube and we have new specific content for YouTube coming out on a regular basis. So I encourage you guys to get involved, jump over to the website, check out that uh, free gift that we just talked about. And you know, there's only more, more, more to come. And we're just giving a lot of it away because at the end of the day, you know, fills my heart. I can make my money in real estate. Absolutely. And I know there's so much more to come from Steven. So you'll definitely want to be engaged with him uh, and what he's doing there. We'll put a link in the show notes uh, to the investormindset.com slash values for the offer there, uh, the free offer that he's offering Elevate Nation. So really appreciate that. And I want to remind Elevate Nation that, you know what, knowledge is only potential power. Knowledge, it really is going to get you in position to take action. And so at this point, what you really need to do is, you know, you're probably going to need to play this episode again. I, I really am going to highly recommend that because, you know, as Stephen mentioned, he's rereading The Go-Giver. Every single time you reread a book, you start to kind of, you know, receive new wisdom that you weren't ready to receive at that time. And I believe the same with podcasts. And so if you can re-listen to this show, take notes, share with a friend, you know, the teacher is who learns the most. So share this with a friend. What were your key distinctions and what can you do to take massive action today? So highly encourage you to do that. And Stephen, once again, thank you so much for being on the show. Thank you for doing what you're doing, Tyler. And uh, I look forward to the next time we get to hang out. Absolutely. Elevate Nation, we will see you again soon. And thank you so much for listening. Thank you for listening to Elevate. If you enjoyed this episode, be sure to rate, review, subscribe, and pay it forward by sharing with a friend. Most importantly, take this opportunity to elevate your results by taking immediate action on what you learned. For more, visit tylerchesser.com.